Hey everybody, how is it going? This is the Hey Elliot Podcast. I don't have any opening music. I'm sorry for those of you who thought I should have opening music in my third week. My third week of doing this. I don't have, this isn't a big studio, okay? I'm not living large and in charge. I'm just a guy, Put his puts his jeans on one leg at a time. And um, has to record a podcast on a phone, just like every other guy in the universe. And apparently he can only do it at 6 o'clock in the morning. Because after after work, it's it's game over, man. It's game over. I just want to... I just, just unplug me, and I'm going to stare at the wall and not do anything. That's what I have to do after work. That's how I de compress. Also, I have coffee. Um, I did have a note not to drink so much on my podcast, but it's my podcast. And I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And uh, how is everybody? It is Friday. Is everyone getting ready for the weekend? Are you all excited for the weekend? It's supposed to be cold and rainy this weekend here in Iowa. What does the weather to say? Um, yeah, it's been cold all week. It really got to me. I uh, slipped. I slipped in my diet and my exercise regimen. So I'm probably back to, uh, to, to tw- I just probably gained 20 pounds in the last four days. So two months of work down the drain. Sorry, folks. I don't want to. I don't want to bum you all out <clears throat> on a Friday, because I know uh, you have weekends, and you got to be excited for them. I don't know the last time I had a weekend. I don't want to bum you guys out, but uh, even people at my work they get excited for weekends, and all I can think, what are you gonna do? You gonna work? Because I know you work. I know your schedule. I know all your schedules. You're all gonna work on a weekend. But yeah, go ahead. Be like everyone else and go, it's Friday, woohoo. <clears throat> yeah, hold on a second. <clears throat> well, the second I talk to you guys, it's like all the um, <clears throat> all the, the, the snot in my lungs starts to coagulate up to my throat. But I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't started yawning yet, so that's a plus. We'll get there. We'll get there. And soon, every time you hear my podcast, you'll hear the lilt of my voice. I've been trying to get guests, but they all back out on me, man. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> there's like, what? I saw, I think I saw, um, there's like a subscriber to this podcast. And they want guests. They want to hear people I'm around. And they want to hear me talk to them. <clears throat> because... Now, I'm sure you all answer everything I say, so this is a good conversation. But, you know, you, you wouldn't mind hearing two voices. Two voices on this. Oh, look at that. Look at all that green. There's a little bit of orange and yellow. I'm looking at the uh, weather forecast, and yeah, it's going to be just rainy and gloomy and gross. I don't know why I'm going to survive it. I guess I'll survive it the way I've always survived it. But uh, this is the uh, the this is the bad paycheck. Um, the good paychecks are the ones in the middle of the month. The bad paycheck is the one that comes right on rent day. Now I know there's some of you who own iPhones who aren't. Um, you know you're just sitting there. You have nothing to do because you got it. You made it. You built your empire. And I'm just a guy, and 31 years old, starting from square one in his empire. There's a Hey Elliot Empire. Um, I do, some days I take the long way to work. And I know you don't care about walking. But let me tell you, I love it. I love that, that the, the long way to work. I walk along the interstate and I just watch. I watch the cars go by. And, you know, this place, this place they see, this, just the point. It's... They don't even know it. They go, oh, there's there's gas station. There's oh, there's this place, and there's another place. And I have that place where I live too. But I'm gonna go there. I don't know what this place is. What's 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 this place? And sometimes I wonder, what if what what if what if 
the last 10 years hadn't happened. And I do drive by this place. And it's just, I just, there's just nothing. It's just me imagining what's out there and not knowing. I mean, I think that would be cool if I just go, look at all this. What's on the other side of that? Oh, well, I got to keep, I got focus on the road because I'm going someplace else. I didn't know where I was going with that. I didn't make it. Well, you know what it's like? It's like uh, me, I, I look at the interstate the same way a cat looks out on um, out a window. It's, one second here. Some people on their podcasts, they'll, um, they'll um, say something funny and then they'll drink. Wait for timing. Wait for the um, <clears throat> laughter upon laughter to stop. I do it right in between my ideas so I forget the idea while I'm drinking my coffee. But I only got a little bit, man. I don't... I gotta have my creature comforts in the morning. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's like, you know why cats look out the window? They just, they're just looking. Looking at possibility, man. They're looking at freedom. They're looking at things to chase, things to hunt. Same thing on the interstate. You know what I mean? I don't mind driving. I really don't. I don't mind even sometimes traffic. If I'm in a place and I know there's going to be traffic, I'll start early. Because I need all I need is a coffee. All I need is music. And it's just it's just like gliding, man. You, you anticipate 10 seconds ahead. You anticipate where the cars are going to move. If they're riding on their brakes, if you know when they're going to step on their brakes, and you don't have to drive like an idiot. That is, that is, I, I do, I, I daydream about just traffic, man. I daydream about just sitting there. Just sitting there in traffic. I have a car, damn it. <laughs> or just driving, man. Driving, and then like starting at 3 o'clock in the morning and just going, and seeing where I end up by afternoon to take a nap. It's great, man. I think I think I miss it. I miss driving. I used to drive to Florida a lot every summer for the last for for six years, I think. Work at Disney, and oh, I loved those drives, man. Especially like when it got scary. When you got scary, when you would go through the Appalachians and the roads are turning, and then you see like little emergency stops for uh, trucks, and then you see people who've lived there their whole lives and they know how the the feel of the steep grade goes and they're zooming by you but you're not driving like an idiot so you do you anticipate drivers doing that or especially like at at one o'clock in the morning if you got there if you started your drive late like if you started at eight o'clock you made it to the Appalachia at about <clears throat> midnight and you know you want to stop at uh you know you want to stop at Chattanooga and you got to get there, but all you have to do is pass through this this steep grade. This it's like a, it's like a, it's like <clears throat> waves. It's like like what I would imagine uh, uh, surfing would be, and you just just lock into it. You're terrified because you're also exhausted from a day of driving, but then you're also excited because you're using pretty much everything that you you need to get through this. Because if you slip up, you're going to go over the railing. I mean, it's not, it's not that hard to do. But then you can also have trucks out of control behind you. And then you have people who are just, just, just you know, pros. And they'll just, they'll scare the crap out of you when they whiz by. It's just, it's crazy, man. I even miss those moments. I miss those, uh, I miss seeing things like creepy creepy hotels or even driving in florida once we we went to get gas we took the wrong turn and then there was an alligator in the road and then further down there was a creep one of the creepy uh, hotels that had the uh christmas lights circling it instead of actual lights and so we turned right back around we didn't go on that hotel and then you also like just just even like being an idiot and not getting gas when you should have, and then now you have a long stretch, and you're like, oh god, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And you just, you go, and you make it, because you have to. <laughs> I miss, I remember, I uh, there was a, a traffic jam in Tennessee, and 
I had the best time. I didn't have any. I didn't have any uh, air conditioning, so the windows were down. I was listening to NPR. They were talking about a VW-sized turtle that uh, apparently once lived in South America, and uh, and then uh, I had a bag of Doritos, and I was baking. The Doritos were baking, and I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna stay here, I'm eating these Doritos. Those were the best Doritos I've ever had. Nothing has ever compared to those Doritos because they were baked. It was like the, the bag just warmed them up. If you ever put uh, chips, put, put them in the microwave for like 10 seconds. They're delicious. Anyway. But, yeah, I, I got that's, that's me romanticizing driving. I haven't driven, like I said, I think I said this last podcast. I haven't driven for two, three years, and it's been a long time. Oh, God. And I have so many hoops to jump when it comes to that. I just don't jump them. I mean, I should. Until you build an empire, you you, you know what's... I, when I listen to all these podcasts, and they always talk... They, at one point, they always talk about just being a normal person. Like, you know, it's okay if you have a 9-to-5 job. It's okay to do that. It's okay. Just accept it. Yeah, did you? Did you really accept it, podcast? Did you really just accept your 9-to-5 job? But hey, it's okay for everyone else. It's not okay for you, huh? Ugh. Bunch of hypocrites. I have to kind of, I have to tune them out after that because they always, they do that. They go, because you know what it is? It's competition. That's really what it is. They don't want any more competition. So they could say, oh, well, it's fine if you have a coal miner job. It's perfectly fine to be mediocre. Is it really? Is it really perfectly fine to be mediocre? Because I don't think so. I think we should all be striving for what we're good at. If you're good at math, be the best math person. If you're good at talking into your phone at 6 o'clock in the morning with nobody around and no notes in front of you because I didn't take notes again, then that's perfectly fine. You know, uh, I was thinking about one of the moments when I thought that uh, the Internet and Facebook was ridiculous. It was a couple of years ago. Um, there was a girl that I, that I work with who got in a really bad accident. And um, she almost she almost died. Uh, she was the worst. Like the person, they, like they, they they the light wasn't turning, and the girl who was driving decided to take the left anyway. And a lady was coming and just plowed right into this uh, girl and crushed her hip. And so she was she was in the ICU for a couple months. And the the way I heard about it at first was uh, from. Um, another coworker who worked in a different department. She had shared. Uh, she had shared the um, the notices of of the accident, and I think it was a GoFundMe page. But um, she uh, said uh, on the status of it, um, "I work with this girl, and I can't believe this has happened. It's so sad." And it was like six months later. I asked the girl at work, I asked her, who, she was the one who posted it, I asked her, how, how, is, how is she doing? Have you heard anything? And what I got back from this girl was a blank stare and a, oh, I don't know. I didn't check into it. it really, she, she cared enough to share something, but she did not check up on this young lady who was in the hospital. And me, who doesn't share stuff like that, because... If I were to share it, it's not about her. It's about me. It's about me knowing somebody who is dying. That's that's feel sad for me that I have to that I have to deal with this. That I know someone who is dying due to a horrific accident that could have been that could have been avoided. Um I don't do that. I don't share stuff. Also, I don't share bad news on Facebook. Because it's just a, it's an anger buzz. That's what it is. That's why you would share that. You would share, and then then they say share these things about Trump. They share these, um, like five minutes ago, Donald Trump signed away your Planned Parenthood, and no, no, he said something that was vague, and you went with it because you needed likes, you needed subscribers, and then the person who read it read it because I knew it was going to make them angry and then they shared it so they can make their friends angry and 
that's not how you got to do it, man. You got to look at that news article, and then you go to Google, and then you look at everything on Google, that first page. It's not that long. You don't even have to read the article. The time it takes you to read the article, you could have gone to Google, looked at everything related to that, and realized that article is bullshit. I don't know why it's that hard to do. I mean, if you got nothing going on, and you've got time to look at that article, then you got time to look at other articles that are related to that. And I don't know. It's I wish I wish it wasn't this way. It used to be better. You used to actually say silly stuff on people's walls and people would comment on them. But now it's just a meme generator. And um actually do you know who came up with the word meme? It was uh Richard Dawkins, um I believe. Richard Dawkins uh, he's a like one of those notable atheists. Like he's like, he's like the um, Ann Coulter of the two thousands when it comes to like re- anti religious stuff. Because on top of it, a he's um, an atheist, but a little under that, he he gets off on inciting people. He gets that's how he gets paid for inciting um, anger instead of conversation. But uh, anyway, I went to go see him, actually. I went to go see him in Omaha when I was in college in Wayne. My buddy, he um, went through this he's went through this huge atheist phase, and he was reading, like, The Selfish Gene and stuff like that, and um, got free tickets to see Richard Dawkins, and um, he didn't know how to... He could drive, but he didn't know have a license. At the time. I don't know if he had a license at the time, or if he just didn't want to drive in Omaha. And I had gotten used to driving, so I drove him we went a little about an hour to omaha it was in um the oh i forgot what kind of church they call it it's a a utilitarian church i believe they called it but i don't know i think i think it's right and uh i we sat down uh richard duckins you know said hi everyone everyone clapped clapped um like golfers and uh he started off with a video of Scott Bayo talking about the banana and how God created it for man because of how easy it was to peel. And then everyone stuffily laughed at Scott Bayo. Um, and uh, he went into whatever he had to say, but I did not hear it. Um, I heard, um, pretty much I heard, uh, okay, my topic today is and then the next thing I heard was, and that is my conclusion, and people clapped, and he walked off the stage. And I, I turned to my friend, I, I was like, what what happened? And uh, he told me I fell asleep. So I must have fallen asleep. I could have seen the great Richard Dawkins, and I could have, I could have had that knowledge in my head. But all I have is just a greeting and a goodbye. I have nothing else, and I have not asked I have not asked my buddy what he talked about that day. So I don't know what I missed out on. But I know it wasn't a long speech. Because I had that problem at um, Cirque du Soleil in uh, Orlando, too. I don't know what it is. is that they would have these big, huge tricks. But what they would do is they would make the music softer and softer. And so then I'd start dozing off. And then they'd hit the cymbals when the when the, the, the big event would happen, crash, and that would wake me up. And then I'd go, I'd jump and try to stay awake, and I missed something. And then it would happen again, and that was like that for, I think it was a six-hour um, a six hour show. If I, if I, if I could be, um, if I could be sure. Oh, man, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I can get on these rambles. Though I sure can, um, I was talking to a friend because I was trying to. I was trying to say to my buddy, because um, I was trying to say, "Oh, I have this topic that I want to start doing on my podcast called What Do the Old Ones Tell You That You Think Is Bullshit.'" Um, I um, heard a fact on um, the Philip DeFranco show that the world the world is actually. Mostly people under the age of twenty-five. I don't know if that was, if that was followed up on, but if mo the majority of the eight billion people on this earth 
are under the age of 25, that tells me that there's going to be a lot more progressive push forward. And, uh, and I think we have a lot of work to do when it comes to elder thinking, because it's always outdated. It's always comes from a place of fear. I have a joke about, um, transgender teens and why they, they, they made me uncomfortable. And it's, it, and it's not because you get, you get angry at someone who says, you know, oh, something I should be fine makes him uncomfortable, and I had to kind of, I had searched my soul, I actually, I thought about why, and it did not come from a place about them, it came from a place about me, it came from the fact that, um, like, the same reason, like, a, a father would not want a son to make a choice, because they know that road, and how, where that road goes, and I was just thinking of how, you know, how, Allowing yourself to be sensitive and allowing yourself to be accepted in, in high school didn't work out for me that well. It didn't work out. I should have had some time to get a little tough and then gradually get into... So it was not about the transgender teen themselves. It was just me worrying about me if I were a transgender teen. Um, the joke is more funny because I say different things. However, that's kind of... Um, that's where a lot of this older thinking comes from, this non-progressive, this um, closed-in um, thinking comes from. Uh, I mean, we still have a lot of the guys who got rich in the 80s. Um, they're still in charge. They're still in charge of our money. They still tell us where we can and can't go because some things are more expensive than others. Um, anyway, I was talking to my friend and I was like, well, I have this topic. Um, do you have anything that's kind of... And she says, I get uh, living in sin a lot. And because um, I think she was, she was from a religious background anyway. Um, but she she somehow locks in every time someone says she's living in sin. And sometimes I'm sure it's... Because um, living in sin being I'm living with my boyfriend, but we're not married. And... Um, some of it might even be uh, sarcastic or just to be silly. Um, some might actually be um, might actually come from a place of fear for their soul. Um, but I think if I were if if I were a religious person, and I wholeheartedly believed that you had to you had to be married in order to uh, live together, my because the, 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 a lot of the fear when it comes to religious people is not minding your own business. Because um, I think, I, I feel like a lot of religious people, and then you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I think they, they think the actions of a few will affect the many in their higher power's eyes. Instead of going, well, the higher power will do what's going to do, but... Uh, my higher power is going to look at me and what I'm doing with my life as good. and um, But then they go, well, my higher power might get mad at me for not stepping in and helping this person so that they can achieve a higher self. And then they get their noses in everyone's business. And then I think, you know, I think that living in sin thing should be, um, shouldn't be anything at this point. It shouldn't even be a concept. I mean, the idea of marriage is all political anyway, isn't it? It was all for someone to get get money. It was for rich people anyway. It still is for rich people. I mean, you can go get a, go to the court and get a document, but if you wanted to make your lady happy, you're going to have to pay some money. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think you have to live in sin. I think you have to know the animal you're dealing with and you have to get over that honeymoon period where it's just you two and you're no longer these creatures of passion and sexual energy. You're now just two human beings on a couch worried about your own stuff and you just want you just want quiet for a second. And I mean 
I lived with I lived with my uh, my ex for uh, six years in a studio apartment, and the only way it managed was just me being the uh, me not being who I want to be, and looking at it now in my own apartment, it, it's a mess. But there was some order to it, I want to say, but it was her order and um and a lot of it was me over compromising myself instead of um a balance with the two of us and what we wanted and it was also a studio apartment so if I woke up early which I do because obviously it's six o'clock and I'm doing a podcast um you have to know that person and uh and you have to be all right when they make noise. You have to be all right when that person is affecting your thoughts by just being there. Like, if you're okay that you're just sitting there in a chair and you're just lost in your thoughts and then th- this asshole you're living with starts a coffee percolating or drops a cup or something and it knocks you out and you're like, oh, that's that's just a good, that's a good energy. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my thoughts. Or... If you realize years in that you're not happy with how they live, then you have to get out. And um, you have to get out and try not to leave as many bodies on the floor as you can. Because you got to... I mean, living together is a it's a huge step, but I did not... I wish I, wish I would have had more boundaries. I see a lot of younger, young, young people um under 20 but they get into these relationships and they're immediately living with the person like they're immediately staying together i if i would have changed one thing about the relationship i was in i would have had boundaries i would have i would have said all right okay now go back to your dorm i'm gonna go hang out with my buddy or you know go do what you gotta do i'm i'm fine being alone today or <laughs> you got to sleep in your own bed tonight. I can't I can't deal with this. I got to have I got to have space. And I think I would have I I feel like that would have been a good thing. I I hate that these couples immediately live together cuz they don't know what they're missing. Because you don't develop that trust with them. You don't develop that trust that they're going to come back. You like like just just have separate places. For a couple of years, or maybe a year. If you don't have a couple of years, do a year, and have an adult relationship that relies on dating. It relies on planning each other's time. It's not, oh, now I'm going to move in with you, and we're just going to sit here and be old people. I feel like you need you need to just you need to have that year, year and a half of, you know, I wonder what they're doing right now. Oh well, I hope they're being faithful. I hope they're making good decisions. But I don't have to be in their business because I got to worry about my own business. I think that is healthy, and I wish I would have done that. And I hope that in the future, if I do get into a relationship, that I can do that. But I was talking about living in sin, wasn't I? Yeah. Um. I feel like. Uh, that's a uh, it's bullshit. You have to you have to you have to be able to coexist before you get married. And I mean I was never a marriage guy. I wasn't even a college guy. But I'd say yeah. I would not be here in this alone apartment alone. If I'd gotten married, I would have stayed with it. I would still be there. And she's a good person. She's just we just kind of we can't live together. She's really nice to me now that I'm not around a lot. And that is, that's a positive thing. Um, yeah. Well, they say distance makes a heart grow fonder. It's because that person is not in your business 24-7. It's not healthy. We There's like 7 billion of us. And somehow we all got to find time to be alone with our thoughts. Or time to be alone with our podcast. So yeah, that's my thoughts on living in sin. I feel like we should stop that notion because 
because you just just do it, man. Just get an apartment together, live like young people, and then you can get married and do all that mess and ruin each other's lives and get a divorce. I mean, if you get married at 23, you're in good enough for at least three, three divorces, I think. Until you learn better. Also, children, man. I've never been a big children person. I think I talked about this last, but um, it feels like they're once they're out of the house, you still have to worry about them. You still have to be concerned about where they're going. I don't know. I don't know. It's just never done. This, 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 these choices you have to make that I just dig my heels in and don't make them. I mean, I know it's hurt me in the long run, but uh, it's it's actually I I don't know if I could handle it. I'm always a slow. I'm a slow learner, and I'm a slow grower. Oh, let's see. Inside Trump's tumultuous first hundred days. <sighs> well, he's not a he's not a president. I mean, he's he's a businessman, and I didn't vote for him. But um, I think. Uh, I think I, there has to be knowledge that he does not know what he how to do it because he hasn't been groomed to be in political office. Sometimes these presidents get groomed, and he was just he was just the inciter at the right time. And then you got oh major conflict with North Korea possible. I don't know what's going on there. That's creepy. That whole place is creepy. I watched those videos of the parades and and he just it's just. Like, these citizens have to be a part of the parade and wave their banners. It's, it's weird. North Korea's chilling mock attack on the U.S. Yeah? Chilling? Because you say it's chilling, it's chilling? Or is it just a guy posturing who lives... He live, How big is North Korea? Let's look that up for a second. Because... How... Big... Is North Korea. North Korea. How big is North Korea? We're going to find that out. Okay, it's 46,539 squared miles. Equal to the size of Pennsylvania. It's equal to the size of Pennsylvania. That, That place... That, like, think, like, uh, this, okay, okay, so how, okay, it's equal to the size of Pennsylvania. How big, how big is the United States? Okay, so that's 40, that's, and then, okay, 3.80 million squared miles. That's 9.83 million kilometers squared. Okay, so, if we all just squeezed into the middle of the country, and, um, just, he couldn't get us, he couldn't hurt us. He's not... Why, why should I be scared? Okay, if he has... Okay, let's say he has nukes. Let's say he has a nuke pointed at us right now. Okay. We'll have enough time to evacuate an area. We'll have enough time to retaliate. And it's not going to be... It's not going to be hard. I mean... You got to worry about civilians if you want to worry about civilians. Um, I don't know. I'm one of those guys... Okay, if you ever wanted, if you ever fought me, if you ever wanted to defeat me, the best thing to defeat Elliot is to uh, wait until he gets tired. That's why I'm not a general because my big answer for everything is just all right. Well, it's just just one big giant, one big giant swing, and let's hope that that does it because I don't have anything else after that swing, and um, I just, the longer I go into this fight, the less I know. And so I'm I'm that. I'm the one that has to try to get all the power in at once and then peers off after that. So that's how you defeat me. Just wait for me to get tired. 
because if we're in a sword fight, I'm gonna I'm gonna get one big giant swing, and swing, and swing, and try to just end this as quick as possible. And all you have to do is just lean against the ropes, put your sword up. Well, it's gonna get tired, and then you could just go right for a solar plexus. And that is why I am not a leader. That is why I am not. Um, that's why I'm not gonna fight North Korea. I mean, I'm in. I'd like to go to the, the coast and live there. I mean, I'm not afraid that he's gonna nuke it. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what's going on. I really don't. I don't know. Oh man. I don't know. But I asked my dad, I, he's, uh, his reason for voting for Trump was, um, was the fact that, um, Hillary Clinton did not talk about his needs. Um, she, she went on a big, cause she was hoping that talking about young stuff, like what people are concerned about with, um, equality, gender equality, gender fluidity, um, a post-racial nation. She was hoping that kind of stance, you know, transgender uh, restrooms, and she was hoping that stance would be enough because maybe she thought, oh, there's a lot more young people now than ever. And um, she did not reach out to people whose pensions had been cut or taken away, and now they have to work another 30 years when they thought, oh, I had 10. She didn't talk about that. She didn't reach out to people who are still alive and still have to live. Not people who can make, can fuck off for four years and make their mistakes into drugs and alcohol or self-absorption like I have. And then come out on the other side and then start hustling. Uh she was trying to talk to those people right before they go into their world, right before they go into that self-absorbed world that we all have to go into, and however long it takes, try to survive it, which I don't know if I'm doing good right now. I don't know if I'm surviving my self-absorption, but I think everyone has to kind of go in it in their own way. Um, and she was talking to those folks, um, and uh, it didn't work. There's a lot of people who were scared, and it was weird. Um, I, I, other people like have told said this, but like after Trump was elected, I, I looked at the news nonstop. I mean, I don't look at it so much anymore because I kind of I see what's going on in a way. I see the two sides still fighting. Um, Berkeley is still not allowing. It's not allowing actual speech. Uh, people are still scared of the word, and then they're people are scared of words so much that now, now uh, advertisers are pulling off YouTube because now the big the big thing is allowing terrorism terrorists to upload videos on their site. But I, where am I going with this? Jesus. I don't know. I kind of think, go ahead. If I had a YouTube video that, you know, that they wouldn't let on, on free mode, I don't want those people anyway. I don't want people who are afraid of words and afraid of ideas looking at my shit. Because I want discussion from adults. I don't want, oh, you said the S word. You said, you said, uh, you said a bad word. I can't listen to this. It hurts. It makes me uncomfortable. It's good to be uncomfortable. Same reason why I like driving. Driving through those steep grades at midnight. Because it makes me uncomfortable. It tests me. It tests me what I love doing. I love driving. I shouldn't have abused it like I did. But um, you, pay, you pay for your choices you make. And um, I, conversations that make me uncomfortable test me. Ideas that make me uncomfortable test me. So that's why I talk about that transgender teenager idea because I, I say it out loud to people and they, 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 they get kind of, you know, they get uncomfortable because it's me and I'm generally an okay guy. <laughs> Sometimes, most time I'm an asshole, but, um, <clears throat> um, where am I going with this? I explore 
my feelings. And if I'm not allowed to explore my feelings and my thoughts, I'm going to keep those feelings. I have to, I have to spackle away the uncomfortableness to get to the idea of why it makes me uncomfortable. And having conversations does that. Um, and then also you get, I mean, I don't know what's going, I don't know what's going to happen down the road. Um, but all I know is I got this podcast. How far are we in? Oh, we're at 40 minutes of me rambling. Oh man, this is a commitment here, folks. This is a commitment. And I'm glad, uh, you were here to, uh, to listen to this. Uh, and you know, if you actually are listening to this, you could, um, <clears throat> you could email me, say hi, do something. That's um, the Hey Elliot podcast at com. That's T-H-E-H-E-Y-E-L-I-O-T-T at, well, no, oh God, I can't do this. <laughs> T-H-E-H-E-Y-E-L-I-O-T-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at com. I'm going to, I'm bringing back that spelling. You guys are going to enjoy it immensely. Oh, boy. I can really talk. I, uh, last night I watched uh, Tropic Thunder for like the billionth time. I haven't seen it for a few years, but I I put I watched it on uh, Netflix. I got to say, that is a really good movie. That is a really good movie. You can't do it today. You can't do it with, with how everyone's closed in today. You couldn't make it. But um, it it's really funny. I recommend you watch it. Recommend you watch it, even if it makes you uncomfortable. I want you to watch it. Sit there like that guy from um, Clockwork Orange at the end when they, when they kept his eyes open and made him go insane. I want you to watch it. I want you to watch it all the way through, and don't take your eyes from the screen. It's really funny. Um, but then again, f- people don't like to laugh anymore. Do they? I also watched um, Patrice O'Neill stand up. Patrice O'Neill, if you don't know him, was a comedian. Um, he passed away in 2011, and um, he actually put one good, one really good special out that that was like it was. It's really great. It's called Elephant in the Room. If you could find it, watch it. Um, but uh, the reason why I ended up watching that is because I listened to the Opie and Anthony the day after he passed away. And it's really great because you get all these comedians talking about him, telling stories, and they're also ribbing each other and teasing each other. And it's just it's a really great show. Um, I mean, it's sad. It's sad when you hear how how good he was and how these comedians really liked him. But then you hear the story of a man who he he wouldn't play the game the way the game needed to be played for the longest time, and he just if you weren't a real human being, if he saw through that, then you were gonna pay for that. He was gonna he was gonna tease you and shame you. But uh, yeah, I you know you should look him up. That's your homework. That's your homework for the week. Look up. Um, Figure out what the old ones are telling you, and also um, look up Patrice O'Neill. Watch a little bit of it. I tell you, you like it. What else is going on in the news, folks? How many? Did, oh, I'm at forty-three. I don't know if I'll make it an hour, but we'll try. All right. Okay. Oh, Trump on being president. I thought it would be easier. Yep. President Trump, I miss my old life. No end in sight to Trump's Russia drama. Trump being shaped by power. President can't stop U.S. jobs from leaving. Victim family grants killer's wish. U.K. foils second London terror plot in a day. Iran fast attack boat nears U.S. destroyer. Oh my god. Arkansas executes fourth band in a week. Toyota recalls tooth. Oh god. Oh wait. Emma Watson's late night mix-up. See, look at that. You get some... You get some salt with, or some uh, sweet with the sour. Man, those suckers were amazing. And then uh, the movies, I'd go to the movies alone a lot when I was a kid. But I would also get, the, I'd get the popcorn, get the Coke. But then I'd also get those sweet and sour suckers. Oh my God. Oh God. That's probably why I keep going on this website here. 
Um, let's see, drug driving death now top drunken driving deaths. There, there you go. Baby Dominique reunited with family. See, you got some, you got some um sweet there. Oh, some more sweet. Depp turns up at Disneyland as Captain Jack. Oh, here we go. How non-consensual condom removal is a form of sexual assault. You're wrong. Non-consensual condom removal. I didn't know. Okay, let's keep going. Is sushi healthy? Fake news believers shock tapper. Russian journalist in hiding after threats. Oh, here we go. Round one grades for every pick. The Bears look lost. Drafting Trubisky second. I mean, it's like a roller coaster on this thing. It's the same way, way we consume salts and we consume sugars. Just up and down, up and down. Nobody's happy about Michelle Obama Merle. How staying Springting and Billy Joel healed the United States. Spurs coach reportedly leaves. $5,000 tip. Not to me. Oh my god. Ice detains man who took sanctuary in a church. That should terrify you. That should scare you. That should make you uncomfortable. You should just click on that and read it. And then feel worse about how your United States handles people who are looking to better themselves. You need to fear. You need to be afraid. You need to just... You know what? I need you to read this whole page, curl up into a little ball, and then just... Just die. I do that. I, I, this is what I do. My morning routine involves looking at this website here and just... Just going down and just, oh my god, up and down, up and down. But it was like this last year, too. Up and down. <sighs> Junk food is a threat smoking used to be. You should be afraid. Fear. Actually, if you want a really good website that kind of comforts you, I mean... If you're broke like me, it's not going to be that good. Um, but Matador. Matador Network. I'm going to shout this one out because because I, 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 get, I get locked in to a little xenophobia. But if you want to see some really good pictures and you want to hear some really good tips about traveling, you should go to the Matador Network. So like First thing you see, 18 images of Virginia Beach you'll want to regram. I don't know what regram is. I think it's an Instagram thing. But it's just pictures and it's travel. And then you go down national parks from the air. A dreamscape of Rio de Janeiro. Like, there's murders there, right? But you wouldn't know it. They'll tell you. They'll tell you, uh, you know, places can be dangerous, so here's what you do. But they're not going to say, oh, people are being executed on the street, being robbed. You can't hear a motorcycle drive by without being in fear. But nope, a dreamscape of Rio de Janeiro. And you don't even have to go there now. You have a dreamscape. Latest articles. You can go to um, Crossing the Sahara, a journey on Mauritania's infamous iron ore train. Yep, yep, infamous. Epic road trip along the northern coast of Spain. Mapped the European Cycle Route Network. Learning Spanish in an ex-guerrilla community. Well, look at that. What job should you have according to your travel style? Um, a bum. According to my travel style, I should be a homeless person. Um, signs you're madly in love with the world. Look at this site. Go on Matador Network and things don't look so scary. People are traveling freely. They're... They're affording these travels. But, I mean, you can be concerned about what's going on in the world, but it doesn't have to stop. It doesn't have to stop your zest for life. You know what I mean? You can go on these news websites and read, and the immediate threat to me right now is myself. That is an immediate threat. My choices I make with money, the choices I make with my time, the choices I make with what I'm doing with work. The choices I'm making are my immediate threat. It is not, it's not what's going on in the White House. It's not going on, and it's also the choices I make with people. I haven't been a good people person for a few years now, and I'm trying to work on that. 
Um, um, I'm trying. I really am uh, making steps. Um, I <laughs> um, there's this uh, girl who started working at my job recently, and sometimes, oh, she's um, she is um, what what is it you do you say biracial or mixed race? But um, I have a few friends who are mixed. Biracial or mixed race? I don't know if it's mixed race. What is appropriate here? Let me, I'm gonna Google that right now. Is biracial appropriate? I'm gonna get on some sort of anti, but we'll see. Yeet. Um, but I think because I'm generally not a good. Is this appropriate to say to a biracial daughter? Is the term mulatto appropriate? Um. I don't think so. I don't think mulatto. I mean, you can't. I guess you can call each other that, but... I mean... Uh, I'll tell you that later. Um, what is cultural appropriation? Why is it wrong? We're all going to be... I was thinking, uh, we're all going to be uh, a mixed... We're all going to be mixed event in the future. We're all going to be this weird brown thing. But I was wondering, what if we get all the bad parts from every race? I'm not going to describe them, but what if we did? What if we just got every bad part from every race? Instead of the good parts. I mean, we're all kind of hoping the the mixture we get 100,000 years down the road is going to be a good person. But, um, we don't know that. I guess that's what pe makes people afraid. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Take care of the young. Educate the old. Eventually we'll get where we got to go. I mean, I mean, especially in America, we always got to find ways to make ourselves scared because, you know, I guess maybe we don't feel like it's fair that, you know, we don't, we can hear a motorcycle and not think we're going to get mugged. And so then we have to be afraid of that. We have to go to uh, be afraid of Rio de Janeiro, make that a concern in our lives when we should actually be worrying about what we're doing with the time that we have in between the work, in between the sleep we have to get, in between the meals we must ingest. But then there's those times, there's those little moments. What do we want to do with that? Do we want to do we want to better with our family? Do we want to make better with our money? Do we want to better ourselves? Do we want to learn something new in that time? I mean, I know it's not enough time, but I mean, you got to you can't waste it like Elliot wastes his. Like I don't have to watch. I always feel like it's uncomfortable to watch um, to watch movies I've already seen. So that's, that's why I hadn't seen um, what movie was I just talking about. That's why I hadn't seen that um, Tropic Thunder in a while because my friend does that too. She'll watch like she'll watch shows to get ready, but sometimes she watches the same show, and I feel like that's not a good use of your time. You should watch something else. What time are we at now? Oh man, I really picked it up there. Look at that. Anyway, um, this late, this girl, um, um, I think, I think she got comfortable when she saw me go on go on my lunch break with um, my friend. Um, let's call her M. She likes to stay off the grid, but she is also mixed race. Um, but then, because she wasn't, I didn't. She didn't really talk that much. But then when I came back from the break, she was chatty because. Usually I'm grumpy, so I think she realized, oh, it might not be a racial thing. He just might be an asshole. And yeah, I am an asshole. It's never a racial thing. I'm just an asshole. I'm just a grumpy asshole. But that's why that's why I always have to keep like um, I have to keep a nice rainbow of friends so that you know I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not this way to you because of you. It's because of me. It's just who I am. I'm insulated mentally. I'm, well, and, and I'm just in my head all the time. I'm in my head about, oh, I'm not working fast enough. I'm in my head about, I got to go do this. I'm in my head about, I can't do this, but I'm probably going to do this. And I'm also in my head about things that I'm putting off. And, and then it comes out. It's just, it's like, it comes out as this negative energy out of my mouth. I'm like, it's like that, um. It's like the guy from Michael Clark Duncan in um, The Green Mile when he heals like cancer. 
and uh, it just comes out of this blackness, this darkness out of his mouth, and evaporates in the air. That's where my, that's where all my worries go. It's just, it sucks from the gut into my lungs, and then it just spews out as an asshole, and it can't help it. It just comes out. I mean, I got better at it. I used to put my foot in my mouth constantly, but, but now. Not so much. I still do, but they know where it comes from. <laughs> they they know where it comes from now because it's me. And so, yeah, I'm getting better at that. I'm working on that. Um, I did slip this week when it came to dieting and not uh, boozing. Um, but uh, tonight, I'm going to go work out, do the two-hour workout. And then by that time, I should be tired and just eat and then sleep. And then I'll do it this weekend because this is a bad paycheck. And what I mean by that is it's rent and I don't have as much fun to have with this money I got. Because rent takes a big uh, chunk. And I know it gets, I know the further coast you go, the worse it gets. But I feel like, look, there's meth heads here and there's meth heads there. And somehow they still make it work. You know what I mean? There's poor people here and there's poor people there, and they make it work as well. There's there's a way, and that's one of the xenophobic things that come from the middle of the country is, oh, it's expensive over there. Oh, there's murders over there. Yeah, yeah, there's probably the same amount per, per population there that there are here, and people make it work. You always want to scare yourself, especially with travel. I haven't, like, when I drive to Florida, you don't realize how cheap it is to drive. I mean, $300 gas to drive from from Nebraska to Florida. Maybe $300, if that. But mostly, if you've got a nice car with good gas mileage, you're going to fill up maybe once, once per state and a half. And then you'll be fine. You don't mean, and if you're by yourself, because I know when you're with somebody... They, they don't want to. They don't want to rough it in the um, in the um, truck stops, because truck stops are creepy. I mean, I've done it. I've slept there, but it's usually tougher because then you wake up anyway and you just go. But I mean, it's a lot easier, especially if you got a lot of stuff, and you just go into the hotel back and forth, and you got check in and check out. It's a lot of work. But if you're by yourself and you just stop at a truck stop, sleep for a few hours, wait for daylight to come, and then you just go, man, it's cheap. It's easy. It's almost like if you've got a nice car, it's almost free. I'd say do it. I say we always scare ourselves when it comes to the traveling, how much it costs, but it doesn't cost that much. It doesn't have to. You don't even have to. You, we, for some reason, we overthink it here. Because we are pretty much, there is a lot of space here. I'm not going to lie to you folks. There's a lot of space here. I mean, I enjoy it, but I think I can rough it. I could rough it. I could do it. I could, I don't know. I always get in these tangents, but I'm not doing anything about it. What I'm doing with my free time is talking to you folks. And you know what? I'm going to work on my website. I'll, maybe I'll, 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 I'm going to upload this on SoundCloud so other people can listen to it who don't have an iPhone. I have plans, and um, I'm working towards not only bettering myself at work, but bettering myself with the time that I have with you folks. And um, so far today, it's good. Um, as long as everything happens in the morning, it's usually fine. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, come along. Come, folks, on along on this journey with me, with bettering myself and working on goals and attaining them. And I'll keep you updated. HeyElliot.com. If anyone knows how to do a website, let me know. Give me tips because I feel like it just it's just a mess. Anyway, that is the Hey Elliot podcast for this week. Um, sorry I didn't get guests. I try. I ask people. They get nervous. It's like, yeah. I, I, you don't have to get nervous because, you know, the thousands and thousands of subscribers that I have, the people I have accumulated are all accepting. They're all allowing everyone in the sweat lodge. Just come all ye. We'll sing some hand drum songs and we'll sweat and pray. Everybody's accepted in Elliot's sweat lodge.
I don't know where I'm going with that either. Um, I haven't been to a sweat lodge for a while. I kind of like to go back. Maybe this summer. Maybe I'll convince someone to take me to a sweat lodge. Maybe I'll just keep my air conditioner off. Save some. Save some. Anyway, I'm going to let you guys go there. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, that is the Hey Elliot podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week. And um, let me see if I can shut this off and sign off. Um, and I'd like to uh, say uh, a big old congaloosh to everyone out there, and uh, goodbye.